Hello and welcome to Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution. In this podcast, you will discover how to co-create success in your business by aligning mind, body, and soul. Each week, you will hear unconventional ways to build your business multidimensionally by mixing the woo and the do. Their traditional approach hasn't resonated with you because it is not meant for you. You have simply evolved past it. The energy is shifting. The old tools are not working anymore. So let's ride the wave into the new world together. With your host, Judith Junke, Ascension Coach and Business Mentor, and Jenna Nixa, the Authentic Sales Coach and Multidimensional Business Mentor. Let's apply what you already know to be true intuitively and then massively up-level your business to live your purpose on purpose. Hello and welcome to this next episode. Here's the Awakened Entrepreneur Revolution podcast with John Anixa and me, Judith Junke. And today we're going to dive deep, maybe even into a rabbit hole of the curse and the love and the flow of manifestation and how we get there. How can we get it right? How can we not get lost in it? How can we avoid going down the rabbit hole? But how can we get back into this natural flow of creation, which basically it is, without getting lost along the way, but still bringing into our life and into our reality and obviously into our businesses exactly what we want. If that is amazing aligned clients, paying clients, bigger programs, another level of visibility and reach, whatever it is that you would desire in your business, global reach, I don't know what that is. In your life, an amazing partner, a different living situation, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, everything is around how we create and what we create. And there's so many pitfalls. We're going to shine some light today on that. And I know Jenna has an amazing story from her life. I'll hand that over to her now. Let's see, let's start. And then I'm really curious to hear that story as well. Yes, thank you, Judith. So, you know, what I, what I really wanted to highlight today is the difference between and I can't take credit for these names. Um, one is Manic Manifestation, which I remember Gabrielle Bernstein talking about years ago, which I think a lot of people get in the state of, right? That's like controlling it. And okay, let me visualize. I got to visualize for 10 minutes a day. And, and then I'm just going to be looking constantly to see where it is. And then when it's not showing up, I'm trying to control that too. And you know, in that sort of manic energy about the manifestation versus um, more of that trust in that surrender type of energy around manifestation. Because when we can detach, right, and just, you know, I, I heard somebody say this years ago, but I think it really does highlight it so well. Like, it's kind of like you go to a restaurant and you put in an order, right? Like, you're not sitting there like, is it coming? Are they going to do it? How long is it, you know, like, I mean, until it takes like way too long, then you're kind of like, what's going on? But for the most part, you trust this is the order and you know that it's going to come and you're not constantly like visualizing like the food coming and all these things. Right. And so how can we be in more of that? And, you know, for me specifically, when it came to my relationship or having my kids or, you know, so many of these, the other avenues that that are our goals in our life right manifestation I won't say it was easy but it it was there was a level of trust there that I knew I couldn't control right 
Like, I can't really control when Brad Nixa is going to walk into my life, right? Or when I'm going to get pregnant. So I was able to some really detect, even though I wanted it, I didn't feel like I was controlling everything. However, when it comes to building a business, it gets a little bit more nuanced because there is stuff that we can do. And there is a level of productivity required and strategy and skill and these things coming together that we have to assemble to a degree and then also continue to have that openness of the trust and the non-attachment and the surrender. So I think for a lot of us, myself included, as you know, it can get tricky because A, we live in a 3D world where everybody says, hustle your butt off, and that's how it has to be done. And the more you do, the more results you will have. And that's constantly being beat into our head. But then also, we do live in a 3D reality where if I don't send the email to follow up with somebody, that's probably not going to get me closer than actually sending it, right? So there is that level of action required. Now we can talk about inspired action. We can talk about, you know, being more in that flow. But, you know, for me, I always end up saying the sales page won't build itself, right? So we really do have to do these certain things. And so how to remain unattached when you are putting so much effort on your part of the co-creation. So that's something I really wanted to dig into because I think this is where people get stuck, especially in their business. You know, it's like, I know I need to be more. Let the doing come from the being, right? But sometimes the doing feels like the list is so long that being feels like a chore, you know? And you just want to do the thing. And so, you know, how do we maintain that while putting in so much effort? And it is, it's a labor of love. You know, for many of us, like, I don't think anybody listening that's an entrepreneur would be doing this if they didn't love it. And so, you know, find striking that balance or what I found, full disclosure, is maybe there's a balance for some. But for me, some days are way good on the being versus the doing and other days the scale may tip and it's a constant practice. For me to find that equilibrium, because um, otherwise, you know, I will, I will spiral back into the fear of getting all the things done and checking the things off the list because I have that program still inside my body. So, um, yes, one thing I want to bring on in here because that is where something. I hadn't in my awareness for a long time, while it is very simple and very, very true. And that is the fact and just the remembering again and again that we are, that you are manifesting in every single second, in every single second. The thing is, unless we practice more and more and more, the majority of the manifestations are unconscious. And that is how sometimes all of a sudden these things are in front of your nose, in your reality, in your business, in your life. And where you're like, where the hell did that come from? How did that happen? I didn't manifest it. Yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, you did. 
And I, I love that because it, it's so true. I don't know if we've talked about this on here, but I've brought it up many times in some of my workshops. And that is, you know, the Nobel Prize for last year was talking about how our reality is non-material and non-local. In mm. other words, it's a purely a projection from our inside out for each and every one of us. Now, that's a whole other discussion as to how those things overlap, <laughs> like collectively versus, you know, um, your own consciousness. But so, you know, to that point of it is, it's all your manifestation. And how can we do it more consciously and also not get sucked back into, oh, I got to do all the things because something else I have often considered around the doing is it's un, it's, it's not that we can't attract what we want is that we attract what we think we deserve, right? What we believe, you know, we drop that resistance. In other words, it's all there. It's our own resistance to what we think we deserve is whether or not you're calling it in. And so if that's or the case, adding to, adding to exactly your sentence, how much we think what we deserve, which directly is connected to how much we trust that it's safe to have that thing. It's the worthiness element and the trusting element connected to safety. It's basically that is the core element where we fall off the manifestation traits, traits if you want, or where we can't get specific enough at some point to then let go and do what you just said, go back into the trusting. Like I loved your example from the restaurant, right? You put the order out. And obviously you don't check five million times out. Oh, is that the right cheese on my pizza? Did they cut the onions in the right way? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. You don't. You just go back there and make it. I'll go, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So true. Um, and, you know, one thing I wanted to even bring up around what you were just saying, whether it's the safety or the feeling, the deserving, the worthiness is, is it possible that the doing is us believing and help in like chipping away at the self-worth and the deservability of the thing. So while we think it's about the email, writing the emails for the follow-up sequence of the thing, what it really is, is us putting in our effort, which causes a belief that we are worthy of the thing, which is what actually brings it in and not so much the action itself. Does that make well, sense? Well, I would say it depends <laughs> on if we stick to the example of that email, because it's a brilliant example, right? Follow-up email or the sequences that we send out after, I don't know, you did your masterclass or you did something and you want to follow up with those who were there or those who didn't come. And what exactly you just said, the for me, the difference in the result is the energy that you send it from and the intention because if you can send it out with the energy and the intention of trust and worthiness of oh i'm just you know send it out from love and this trust and worthiness to like oh this is amazing i'm sending this amazing email out to them and you're looking forward to them you know even if you go that far as visualizing how they're going to open it and then you're like oh my goodness this is going to just land with some of them a hundred percent and it's just so good and how they're going to reply back or book the call or buy the thing or whatever it is. Right. But if that is the energy and the intention around the excitement of the result, then this will probably be something that makes it 
closer to your reality versus sending it out from the, oh, so and so many people didn't show up at a thing and why didn't they open the first email and, okay, gosh, what else can I say? So now that they might open it and I really have to send this next email because otherwise I'm not gonna, you know, I didn't do enough to deserve to have it. Mm -hmm. And that is, you're still writing an email. You're writing the same damn email, but it's two completely different realities. So, you know, what I'm hearing you say, and I say this quite often, is it's not what you do, it's who you are when you're doing it. And even more so, I'm just wondering by the act of doing it and feeling the way you were describing, like the in the the good, for lack of a better word, way, the high vibe way, if the thing is already there. But when we do it in that way, it just draws it that much closer, less resist. We drop more resistance and it comes in because, you know, if we really are, if it's all a projection, then it's all within us, no matter what email or no email. But we're we're we are as we take those steps in the co-creation, we are honoring our worthiness and finding the safety as we take those steps in the physical to then drop the resistance and invite in the results that we want. So I, I'm not, I'm just suggesting it. I don't know that that's necessarily the case, but you know, if it is all within, then, you know, it doesn't really matter ultimately about the email so much as you felt the feeling and you feel the worthiness and email or no email people will come into your world. So, you know, I'll give you an example. So the story. Yeah, so, you know, this is story. What's that? I just said, like, go for the story. Story Um, So so this was maybe just a few years after I had read The Secret, right? Like way back when and started playing around with this whole idea of manifestation. And I got a new job and I had a really high quota, all of the things. Most of you, if you've heard me before, I would spent a long time, 20, over 20 years in the sales world and, you know, new job, new baby, like lots going on. And I get this quota and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. And I realized that a lot of my potential offices I was locked out of because of contracts, right? But I was holding that vision. I was just holding, like, I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm going to do everything I can where I can and pull things through where I can. But just, I just held that vision. It was non-specific. You know, it wasn't like if I send this email, this thing will happen, right? It was just very non-specific trust. Right. And so here I am etching away and busting my booty trying to pull through, you know, orders in this one way. And I go to a conference and I end up running into this lady at the conference and she says, Oh, you sell X, Y, and Z. And I said, I do. She goes, me too. And I was like, my company didn't tell me that we had a partnership with any other company. Like, why do I not know this? And I said, oh, so how does that work? And so she ended up telling me, like, essentially, her product was practically free. And my price was, you know, depending on, you know, what venue was hundreds, if not into the thousands. And hers was, let's just say, less than 50 bucks. So I'm over there like, what is happening right now? So we sit down, we have lunch, and I realized this person is in my exact same mirrored territory and is selling my product for far less than I could even, and giving another bonus product with it. 
So I'm start, you know, the wheels are starting to turn. And so I call my boss and I'm like, do I get credit for this? He's like, yeah, you do. So now not only do I have a partner, essentially, she's selling it for far less. Like it's a no brainer. And I, I was like, so I'm kind of done, you know, like I'm still going to do what I need to do and I'm going to meet and we're going to do our presentations together. But I just, and not to mention, she was like one of three reps in the whole nation. Like they didn't have them everywhere. So not, I was just going to seriously stick out. So needless to say, I manifested this opportunity. And here's the point of the story. I could have never predicted that, right? I was doing all my work, right? My worthiness work and safety and all that stuff in these other places, right? To, to be in that energy. And yet here it comes in an entirely different seemingly out of nowhere way. And so the moral of the story is, and why people get stuck in manifestation, whether it's building their business or otherwise, is because they're like, this is the, the here is where it's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. If I do this, this, and this, this is what's going to make it all go. And there's zero room for the magic, right? Because there's this control, manic manifesting right? Let me write out all my plan and exactly how this needs to go and how many people and all. And I'm not saying we don't need to have, like, it's, it actually kind of messed me up for a while. Like, how do I set goals? Should I set goals? Like, you know, if I get too specific, like, what does that mean? You know? And, but leaving that room for such an unheard of thing, that's never happened to me in my 20 years career. I've never had a partnership, certainly never had a partnership that my company didn't tell me about. And so, you know, just just seeing how magical things can be by allowing that and not trying to control every little step. Still doing my part, still going to work every day, doing all that I need to do. But ultimately, it all came about in a very different way. And so, you know, I think I finished that year like 500 percent of quota. I mean, something ridiculous, you know. And so. So my question in all of this, and I'm going to throw it, throw it back over to you, Judith, is where are you, not you, but all of you listening, where are you doing that in your business? You know, where are you allowing for more of that magic, for more of that just to be the resistance, um, dropping the resistance and allowing versus this is how this is going to go and I got to make the thing happen and being more in that fearful, manic ego egoic essentially manifestation is really why people aren't hitting the mark with manifestation yeah i love your story and i also love this it's a great example of let the universe figure out the how you know it is set the intention of the result that is the success you want whatever success means to you that partnership that money goal that number of clients that whatever it is that you know even more so you could if you take it another level up, set the intention for the result with regards to how it makes you feel or how your life will be or how your business is. And then even the universe can figure that out, right? Versus you saying, oh, but by the end of the next quarter, I want to have added a thousand followers on Facebook, 2000 on Instagram, 5000 on TikTok that will return into exactly 
10 new people into this group program and five people in my one-on-one. -on -one. And then I'm going to do like a big open low ticket thing. And this is going to be at least 100 people that all will cater into my email list, having an additional 450 people within this quarter, blah, blah, blah. You know, you can do all of that. Overall, having an idea on where you want to go is not a bad idea, not a bad thing to do, right? The question is how, if you want to use the word again, manically, or how control freakable are you tracking this? And are you kind of chasing that? And that is the difference, right? Clarity, you want to have the clarity, but you want to then let go and don't chase the result because there's a million ways how it can come to you. And Jana's example was just amazing about that. There's two other things I would love to bring in here around this manifestation thing because we opened up saying there is also a side, which is the curse, which one aspect definitely is this manic version of kind of you know, what we just talked about. You're trying to control it, basically. I feel another kind of curse in vertical commas, if you want, is the misconception about the importance and relevancy of it, how it is supposed to be. Because we were, like with so many other things in the world, there's a paradigm shift also in this one, right? The spiritual world from the last 15 years kind of put a label on, this is how manifestation works and this is how it's supposed to look like. Here goes the blueprint. There you go. And this is, right? This is Three, kind of 3D well. manifestation. Write exactly. it down four times, sit for 10 minutes, check, check, say your affirmation. <laughs> yeah, that is one element of it, right? These bloody affirmations, you know, it is, I sometimes use affirmations, but I only use it as it's like the, the sprinkles, the icing on top of all of the other inner work I've done. And then if I find, or if I created that through belief system, identity work, there's things that come from within, from my soul, new identity beliefs that come through me that I'm not trying to put from the outside because I saw it on Instagram and it was like the most favorite, um, like the all famous one, money comes to me easily. You can use it if that completely resonates and if it comes through you. But if you just think that you should be using it because so many other people are using it and because you saw it three million times on social media, but your inner resistance is still around this, then don't use it because it's not going to work anyway, right? So using these is great, but like I say, on top, like the icing of the cake kind of thing after you've done the other pieces of the inner work. And that is where I want to lead to you because overall, if you wanted to put it into step-by-step, step, right, the, the logic in vertical commas is you visualize the result you get clear on the result, you visualize the result, you connect to the feeling, the emotions of that situation, of that experience when it is there already. You hang in for a little while and then you let go. That is the part where, like the restaurant example, you hand over the order and then you just wait for it to come. But being there still in the restaurant, you don't leave the restaurant, right? So it can come to you, it can find you. And where... I really fell off a lot when I started this journey um, is two parts of this process, if you want. And the first where I fell off was already like the first step in getting clear. And then getting clear was okay. I could get clear on some things then, like, okay, what is it actually that I want? But where I really struggled for at least a year, it really took me hard work to get there, was visualizing the damn result. I couldn't see it. it. It wouldn't show. I couldn't see myself in the version of the success. 
And it didn't even matter what it was. It was not that it was connected to money. It was not that it was connected to um, a certain other result in the business. It wasn't, you know, anything that I tried to put my, my mind, but also the broader, the consciousness, and then the visualization, I couldn't see anything. It was like everything here was blind. Third eye blind. <laughs> I couldn't see it, no matter what it was. And that was, this is where it comes back to, for my case, I figured like, through my journey, and I've seen that with clients as well, it depends on the experiences that you've had, the trauma potentially. For me, it was a very, very deeply rooted part of just not trusting. Not trusting, I, I had both of them highly wounded, if you want, not trusting that it was possible and safe for me and thinking and embodying the identity of I'm not worth of it anyways. So why would I even start trying to see it if it wasn't meant for me anyways? And I, it was so many layers to just uncover this and to shift it around. Even when I consciously was aware of this concept, why I was falling over, not, not getting there, not visualizing, digging deeper and deeper. And if you feel like, oh, you don't see maybe specifically all the details of that vision of yours, that's fine. You don't have to. And this is the, the curse if you want, because the old paradigm of manifestation says you have to see every single detail. You have to smell what it smells like. You have to exactly see what pictures are on your wall in your dream house. You have to, you know, all of these details. If you see them, great. If you don't see them yet, amazing. If you can connect to that result and the situation where you're in, you can see yourself there. You can imagine you yourself there and to you it feels realistic that at some point it's going to be there. That's enough, right? There's no this curse of having to have all of the details. And that's the same idea about what you just said about writing down every single thing 15 times, you know, to the very specific detail. You don't have to. If that comes out of you because you see it, because, it, you know, it is creating through you anyways amazing put it out but not trying to think it out and to control it go ahead right yeah th that was the first part you know falling off already at that first point of not being able to find that picture the vision of it and then once I got there I was like yeah now I got it I figured it out I can finally see it I could have the connection to feeling what it feels like. And like, oh my goodness, now it's all coming. Well, it didn't. Because what then happened, again, connected to the trusting piece and messing up a lot in this, okay, what is the aligned action now? You know, where do I take action now? Which is that part? What does it look like so that I'm not chasing, but that I'm in a serving way moving forwards to the result that I want? But what happened for me a lot was I completely lost it in. I fell back into this. Oh, it's not going to happen for me anyways. And it took me a while to find all of these thought patterns. And the it was all unconscious operational patterns running. It was a lot that went destructive, like 100% destructive, really assuming, making assumptions and judging and creating a completely different reality. Giving you an example, if I put it out in numbers, money-wise, you know, I don't know, going for a month of saying, okay, this month is going to be 12K. Got there, saw it, felt it, all good, let it be for a few days. 
Then what I would realize after maybe three days, four days, when there was no immediate proof or the first 5K or something had dropped in, right? Then I started noticing and probably that had started running underneath earlier. But when I noticed it was the complete opposite narrative that was running underneath, which then was when I caught myself thinking and making this a real reality for myself, the thought patterns went on. It's like, oh, okay, um, the 500 euro I'm going to make this month, um, this will cover this bill and this will cover this bill. And then, okay, for but next month then, it will be probably a thousand. I was completely in the reality of that. Absolutely. And this well, is where you got to catch yourself, right? This is you. what you got to do. And it won't change if you write down the things 5 million times. Mm-mm. So, you know, one big, big piece of that that makes it a lot easier to catch, you know, so if you take it even to, you know, we're feeling the feelings, it's not just about, but is always acting like that version of you. So would that version of you that's already got the thing be worried about bills? Would that version of you that already has the thing be worried about where's my next client? I don't see it. Would that version of you have it, you know, what type of action would they be taking, right? Would they be taking the action of, I got to find somebody, uh, right? Or are they knowing because they already hit 20K, 100K, you know, whatever it is, that they, they aren't having those thoughts. And so when you're consistently like you were doing, catching yourself and saying, well, that's, that's, an, old, that's an old program, right? Like the new, that version of me that I'm calling in wouldn't be thinking those things or acting in that way or taking that fearful fear-based action or whatever it may be. And so when you can even write this, I would say journal it out. Like, what is that version of you? How are they thinking? What are they feeling? What type of actions are they taking? What type of actions um, are they no longer thinking? Like maybe if I do this and I do this, I'll have enough money for, you know, like identifying all so that you can really pull it out. And you're like, Oh, I'm in lack consciousness again. Here we go. And then, okay. The version of me that that doesn't have that, what would they be saying, thinking instead or feeling? And, um, you know, one other thing that has been brought to my attention as, you know, this whole, I I want to say one more thing to the last sentence before you jump into the next topic, which is amazing because even what you just said, I struggled with, I couldn't, I couldn't write that out. When I asked myself the question, how would that version of you then, what would she do or what would she not do anymore? I couldn't. And then a trip, if anyone listening finds themselves in a similar position, make the goal that next step smaller. So it seems more reachable and more possible for you. Go down as much as you need to until you get to the point that you can write something. And then work your way all the way up and don't feel ashamed about that because it's okay. It's just maybe not five steps ahead, but take the next one that is available if that bigger one is not available yet. And I'm curious what you want to say. Oh, I, I love that because I know I do not have that, you know, that visualizing has been is something that I'm able to really step into. But I know that there, you know, we all process these things differently. Some are people are more visual, some can feel more and some can't, you know, like to your point, some may struggle. Um, I remember way back when I was teaching meditation, um, guided meditation. And this one lady was like, I just, I can't visualize, you know? And so I really had to go back to my teacher and be like, how do, what do I do? Like, how do I, how do 
teach somebody that, you know, like, um, but, but the other thing I wanted to say, and this is where this 5D, like we're always talking about the new earth and the new way. And while manifestation is great, some of the tools that we've been given are again, hustle culture tools, right? Um, 3D control, ego manifesting. But if we really do, um, well, this is what I believe. And I don't know if we've had this conversation, so I don't know what you believe on this. But um, what it's been brought to my attention that we are always shifting out and, and there's like an infinite amount of realities. So even though it feels like we're in one reality, it's very similar to like a movie, right? You think you're watching one movie, but you're actually watching frames. Very So you can almost think of it, you know, every billionth of a second, we're just in a frame, a different frame. And so in other words, a different reality, right? And so it's not so much that when you're manifesting that you're calling things into the reality that you're in. And that's why I'm saying think, act and feel like the person that already has them is because you're just going to vibrate and line up with that frequency where those things were already there in the first place. Right. Does that make sense? Are you following me? And so it's not that I have this reality. I call these things in so much as I become the person who already has those things in the first place and they are there. And that's how we call that's sort of like next level manifestation because we are the ones that shift into the reality. And that all has to do with like, we've talked about through this whole episode, like what do we feel like we deserve? You know, what, and it's not about what we want. It's, you know, what do I believe that I deserve? What do I feel safe to your point in having? And when, when you can hold that frequency and it's not easy, you know, I catch myself all the time. Like, Oh, that version of Jana would not be having that thought. Right. But when you can hold that frequency, it will, you start to see evidence of it. And there is a lag, you know, but it says in A Course in Miracles, those who are certain something, I always butcher quotes, but those who are certain can afford to wait and wait without anxiety because it's certain. And, you know, to kind of like come full circle back to the, the ordering the food, you know, like you're just waiting, you know, it's done, right? You don't need to go back there and make the food or make sure. You know, so, you know, where are you not holding that certainty? And I think when it comes to building our business, that's really key, you know, acting as much as you can and continuously cultivating the mindset and the belief system of the person who already has it and holding that certainty because there's that lag in that 3D, you know, it takes, I mean, I could argue that both sides of that too, but for all practical purposes that, you know, we luckily can't just manifest exactly what we want right on the spot. There's that lag there. And so long as you hold it. it yeah. Somebody else, can you hear that? Is renovating their apartment. Could you hear that? Oh, I did hear that. <laughs> yeah, you guys, now you know people are renovating here. <laughs> yeah. I'm just glad everybody's being quiet over here. But um, so, you know, so that, that's really the moral of the story is is who you are while you're doing it. And holding that frequency as much as possible and being kind and giving yourself grace when you don't, because we all have programs that have been running for a very long time 
And those things don't just delete because we want them to. It, it takes that inner work and that, that cultivation process and that awareness to catch yourself and choose a new thought. <laughs> catch yourself. Exactly. And that makes so much sense as we're recording today is winter solstice. And I've said to you, I hope you can hear me, said to Jenna up front that we've got storm here. And to me, it feels like the wind is just blowing away and cleansing out which is kind of, to me, I sat here this morning just feeling into the vibration and the frequency of the energetic field that we're in, kind of moving towards the end of the year. And that has everything to do to me with exactly this new way, if you want, the true way of how we create manifestation in the end is just the result, the consequences of a choice that you make. And the choice that you make turns into a thought, turns into an emotion, turns into maybe a word you say or write. And that is energy and frequency by itself. And the higher you can bring these frequencies, the vibration that you are as the physical body also that you are, right? Bring your physical body and its vibration, like every single cell of it that goes back into your brain, into your nervous system, to your thoughts, you know, it's all connected. The higher you can bring that, the lighter you can bring that in frequency, the easier it is to bring the reality into your life here on earth that you desire, because it also means in order to connect to these higher frequencies, you have to have a higher and a broad level of consciousness. And this is basically where we can come from the other side, then, like Jenna opened up from the 5D side, right? The soul side, however you want to call that bring it back to the human side and where they both meet. I keep saying your heart is the gateway, the portal between both worlds, right? It is the home of your soul. So you got the gate open to the cosmos and all of that. But likewise, it is the expression of your emotions and everything human that we have here on earth and that human experience in this beautiful body, in this vessel. But we need the body cleared and purified. And that then again brings the frequency level and the consciousness level so that there is less and less and less interference patterns in form of your thoughts and you know all of that limiting identity belief system all of that then you come back more and more to unity so we could bring this into this topic as well but come into the manifestation and to a close when you look to your business or at your business the best suggestion i can leave you with by the end of this episode is Again and again, best daily, and if you can, multiple times daily, really sit still for three to five minutes, breathing deep in and out and just detaching, consciously detaching from where it's trying to suck you in, whether that is metrics on social media or that is opening rates in your emails or that is, I don't know, money paid already to you this month or whatever it is that where you feel this is trying to suck me in. So you get the urge of, ooh, I need to act now to control the result. Be very practiced, being conscious about these things and let it go, let it go, detach, detach. And then from the fresh detachment, go back to, okay, what is desiring my attention now? What am I choosing to put my energy to now as a next step? Not driven from because it's sucking me in, but because you're consciously saying, oh, that is the next thing. That feels expansive to me now that I get to do anyways today or tomorrow. So why not do it right now? And that is the thing, how you change over time and how you create different results and move more, more into a more conscious way of manifesting versus ending up with this. Oh, how did I get here? 
Absolutely. And what I love about what you just said there is it's a process, you know, this, it, it's more, it cultivate and it accumulates and that's got that accumulation effect over time, you know, of the mindset and the belief system and the noticing and the visualizing and the certainty, you know, all of that gets cultivated. So, um, you know, I just, I love that because I think at least early on in my, I was like, well, I know this now, so why isn't it happening? You know, but there's a process like anything else. It's a process of becoming all that you are. And that, you know, that's kind of like bloom flower, you know, like it doesn't work that way. And so being patient with, with where you are and continue just to cultivate that awareness and that skill set, and watch how it begins to shift things for you. Yes. So ending with that, let us know what you think. Any questions I've seen on Spotify, you can drop questions underneath the episode. So if you feel like doing that, put it out. We love to be in communication with you. Send out the episode to somebody you feel like, oh, that person needs to hear it. Send us reviews, you guys, however you feel like, and also tune in into the next episode. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening and we have an amazing gift for you. We really want you to expand your mind and business and help you create the impact that you desire. You know how success is an inside job. If you like this podcast, please download this episode and leave us an amazing review. If you screenshot your review and email it to awakenedentrepreneurrevolution at gmail.com, you will receive our most powerful bundle, Unlock Your Success with guided meditation and prep work. Thanks so much again for listening.